Ladies and gentlemen, yes. We're gonna do some, we're gonna switch some things up tonight. We're gonna talk about revolution. We're gonna talk about a little bit of AEW. We're gonna bring I know Revolution's coming up. I know we haven't really dove that much into AEW. What we've liked, what we like about it, what we don't like about it right now, um, compared to how we used to boast about it back in the day. Um, things may have changed, something may have stayed the same. I don't know. We're gonna talk about it tonight though. Tonight, we I'm here with the intellectual savior. Of the wrestling masses b what's up yeah you are you got the man right here yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk about a little ae dub tonight um what's what's working what's not working i have and i imagine that column b is going to be a little bit longer than column a spoiler alert mm-hmm. is it a spoiler or is it you know um kd the comedian he's here with us as well kd what say you my friend <clears throat> Wappa do. There it is. Thank you, sir. I'm the best. I was man. worried we wouldn't get to hear that tonight. Uh, oh, no, it was coming. oh we, we knew it was coming. I'm the big man. I'm Isaac. We'd like to thank you all for coming on tonight. We'd like to let you guys know, however, you're watching us, whether it be Anchor, Spotify, Google, Apple, YouTube, Amazon, iHeartRadio, whatever you do, please like, subscribe, share. Let your friends know about us. Give us that five-star review. Come back and see us. We got a lot of things going on. We appreciate you. We hope that you appreciate us. We'd like you to thank thank you right now for tuning in this week. We got a lot to go over. So, gentlemen, let's get into it. You guys ready? We're ready. Oh, I hear you. All right. Yeah. Born ready. Yeah. yeah. Let me talk to you. Still can never get that perfect. It's just hard to get perfect, ain't it? Oh, it's it's good for me. I can get it. Yeah, it's it's really hard to be perfect when you keep popping off L.A. Knight catchphrases and expect them to get over like you're somebody. I, I mean, to be fair, L.A. Knight. It's, 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 it's about being funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's sit here and go into it, guys. Beginning of the. A couple months ago, let's name, let's go there. AEW. We were sitting here. We were all ecstatic about where AEW was at, where it was going, the people that were coming in. And right now, and and I'm gonna start off. I'm gonna say things have changed. I don't know if I'm as excited about AEW and the direction that's going, going into Revolution. I don't. You know, I don't know if it's the matches. The matches seem to be well. I don't know if it's the storytelling. I don't know if it's the booking. I don't know if, you know, they've got the right idea. I don't know if it's Tony Khan. I'm just going to throw it out there. So uh, where, guys, Katie, I'm going to start with you. Where do you think they're go- they're either going in the right direction or not going in the right direction? Katie, what do you think? Uh, it's hard to say. Like, in many ways, I think both, yes and no, in many ways they are going in the right direction, but in many ways they're not. Uh, I mean, overall, I'm a lot more negative on it at the moment, let's say. I don't know if it's that different, though. To me, it's kind of always been the same. It's a lack of storytelling uh, would be the main thing, like you said, and consistency in general in, like, the AEW world, if that makes sense. What's not being as consistent? Like, you know, sometimes um, two people will fight and they'll just be allowed to fight for ages, you know, basically be like a match. Then two other people will fight and all of a sudden security guards will come up out of nowhere. Things like that. Um, sometimes something's a disqualification, other times it's not. I know that's happened before. Um, and stuff just not making sense, like on the last Dynamite, Eddie Kingston and Ortiz apparently fought into the back during the ladder match, and they said that um, the security guards had to uh, separate them, which first of all doesn't make sense why, because it's a match. Like, you let Matt Hardy and Sammy Guevara go against each other when Matt Hardy was almost, you know. Um, so then, But then also as well, I didn't even return to the match. So it was inconsistency, and it just it didn't even make sense. Think okay. about that. 
I just give one sec while you're carrying on because I forgot my lighter. Oh my god. Elvis has left the building. Ladies and gentlemen, we, we might have to take a pop umpire. Um B, tell me where do you think either they're doing doing the right thing or they need to improve on? I feel I personally feel and I have a word, you know, because I always bring a word to the table. Um, it's the, ladies and gentlemen, it's our word of the day. Besides Wabadoo. The word of the day is adrift. That that that's what I think sums up AEW pretty well right now is adrift. There's and I and I get that you can you can you can put any company under the microscope. You can do this with New Japan, you can do this with WWE, you can do this with CMLL, you know. Triple A, Lucha Underground, all all of the, the promotions, Impact, and you can say, here's what's going great, here's what you need to improve on. You know, mm-hmm. my biggest gripe with AEW is you used to be the standard bearer of storytelling. Okay. Because if I go back to as recently as last summer, you had. All the drama with Hangman Adam Page. You had all the drama with MJF, who at the time was an up-and-comer, and who you thought, oh, my God, he's coming for the championship at some point. He he, he wants to be the champion. Um, you had the, hair, you know, I think heroism of John Moxley, who was a, a, the bedrock of the company during all that mm-hmm. unrest. Definitely. You know, putting off vacations and, you know, coming out every week and performing and stuff like that. You had them trying to tell good stories in the women's division with Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, Jamie Hayter, people like that, you know, which has been my my complaint for a long time is you're not booking your women very well. Uh-huh. Um, you had all the, the, the tag teams, you know, my goodness, the tag team division in AEW was, is still on fire, you know, with Young Bucks and with House of Black and with Lucha under or, uh, uh, Lucha Bros and on and on and on. All those people you said are involved in the six-man tag scene, not the tag team scene, though. And and, and that kind of gets to my biggest gripe. And I feel like it was about maybe two years ago. Isaac, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this, because I don't remember the exact time frame when we did this. Okay. It might have been right around the time AEW debuted, or shortly thereafter, where you said, how many wrestlers is enough to have a, a, a good running promotion? And we tried to put a number on it and, you know, that kind of thing. And it was more it was more an exercise, you know, where we were theorizing, like, OK, you need this many people in the women's division. Like I, I thought about 10 to 12 or something like that. You need this many tag teams and you need this many. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Tony Khan is. Like has won like a million dollar shopping spree in a wrestler store. And he's that yeah. dude running around with the shopping cart, and he's throwing guys in the shopping cart and gals in the shopping cart. Look at this. Oh, my God. I'm going to get this. And then we don't see them. You know? And you know the guys I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. The people who you have these ballyhooed signs, then you don't see them on TV. Or if you do, they're not in meaningful angles. Guys like Miro. Guys like Eddie Kingston. Guys like Keith Lee. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, She's not Ember Moon anymore. Athena. Um, Andrade. Andrade and, and, and stuff like that. And I get that injuries happen and creative differences happen and real life happens and stuff like that. Yeah, but takes time off at the same time. Keith Lee just, I'm sorry to jump in there, B. Keith Lee had um, a family. Um, right. Uh, I'm not even talking about before that. You know, mm-hmm. so. To me, it almost seems like they have too much talent under contract. And and this is just yeah, me yeah. spitballing. But, True. but my goodness, you should be able to find something for Miro to do. <laughs> you should be able to find something for Daniel Garcia to do apart from just being uh, on-again, off-again lackey for Chris Jericho. Yeah. Um, you should be able to find something for 
anybody in the women's division not involved in the title picture or not involved with Jade Cargill to do. You should be building up that depth so that you have a challenger that can take Jade Cargill into deep water. I mean, you could argue Jade Cargill as well, because <coughs> she spent a lot of her time on Dark more than anything. Oh, not Dark, sorry, Rampage. Yeah, no, no. I get that she needs seasoning and stuff like that, and I get that she's green, and I understand this, but... There's, they are They are specifically trying to keep her away from the other division of women's titles because mm -hmm. they are going to... And I'm sorry, B, I'm just jumping in. Um, they're going to expose her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're going to sit here and see when you look at Jay Cargill as just the specimen that she is, you think, you know, she's got it all. But then you look at her and you put her in, a, in the ring against, you know, a Thunder Rosa. And you put her up against a Britt Baker. And you put her up against a Soraya. And you put her up against Jamie Car you know, Jamie Hayden. And, and all of a excuse me. All of a sudden you see all the areas in which she's deficient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, they don't want they don't want her to look weak. She's what, fifty two and all? Something, and she, like that. something like that? And she hasn't faced any of those girls. Because they're gonna Because she's playing incarnate word every week. She, she's facing red velvet every week. Come on yeah. now. <laughs> that was a college basketball reference, by the way. Um, I understood um, completely. It's very similar to like having like B will understand this, and I'm going to use a college football reference. And when you sit here and you have an Ohio State, which is an elite football team in college football, play up against you know, Akron. And you see the deficiency. San Diego State. <laughs> you know, when you sit there and you watch them play a team that they shouldn't be playing, and you see, uh, damn, this this ain't working. And that, think that's what it is. And that's what it's going to be with, Jay, with when you get to Jamie. Jay There's Carter. something else going on, too. And I'll put this out there, and then I'll let you guys jump in, and you can tell me what you think about it. I think Tony Khan also, his managerial style is a little too loose. Yeah. Because I still go back to the fact that at that media scrum following All Out, <laughs> for him not to just say, okay, we're going to end this now, mm -hmm. he had so many opportunities, and he just sat there. And he just let Punk go on and on and on. And then maybe if he ended it early, you don't have all the other stuff that followed. <coughs> How are you letting John Moxley blade every week? Yeah, just you know, and, and I'm not I, I don't mean I'm not trying to sound funny, but it's becoming I believe it was Bully Ray if I'm not mistaken, I'm busted open last week or the week before, said it's losing its effectiveness now. It does, that's the problem. And blood, in small doses, blood is fine. Um, I'll give you a perfect example. Mick Foley, or Cactus Jack versus Triple H, the street fight from Royal Rumble 2000. They both bled, but it was a street fight. There, were, there was a barbed wire two-by-four involved, and there was thumbtacks involved. You knew there was going to be blood. Mm. And that visual of Mick raking that barbed wire over Triple H's face and the blood just, like, streaming down his face, that's fine. That's visceral. And that was you the first time you saw Cactus Jack, weren't it, as well? Yes. Yeah, yeah. You don't do it every week. So I think that's a little bit out of control. Um... I just feel like they're they're more interested in putting out great matches, but not in service of a storyline. Yeah, yeah. Whereas it used to be we got these great matches, you know. Um, I'm trying to think of a few that in years past that like have come up on our match of the years, uh, like 
Danielson Hangman. Uh, Danielson Omega, sorry. Yes, yes. I mean, that was, of course, Brian Danielson debuts. Of course, he's going to come at Kenny Omega. He's the champ, mm-hmm. you know. Um, But I just, I mean, adrift is the word I keep coming back to because, you know, yeah, I'll check out highlights, but am I at the point with, with them where I used to be with WWE, where I will check out the highlight packages on YouTube or I'll queue it up like when I go upstairs later to watch whatever before I turn in for the night, I'll queue it up and I'll hit the highlights. I'll see what MJF has to say because he's always good for, a, you know, a couple of one-liners. Mm-hmm. And I'll, you know, if... And then I'll, I'll look for the people I like. Like if, if Adam Cole's cutting a promo, I'll, I'll, I'll stop it and, watch, and let him, you know, I'll see what he has to say. Or if I know the Lucha Bros are wrestling. But match to match, beginning to end, front to back... It's not cohesive storytelling. So somebody else jump no. in and tell me if I'm off base or tell me, you know. Well, I do disagree with one thing from what you said, and you said it earlier as well, uh, which was the same as when I was on the uh, podcast yesterday, the Extreme Improv Slam Jam. Get it wherever you get your podcasts and YouTubes too. So many probably. podcasts. But um, yeah, I was on about this yesterday as well. That To me... I don't really know if anything has changed per se in AEW with the storytelling because I kind of think it was always the same. It was always based on the matches more than anything. It was that was the main focus, whereas WWE's storytelling, but uh, like <laughs> you disagree. You're forgetting a couple. <laughs> yeah, there's a few though. There's still a few now, like the odd story like I'll um, give you three. I'll give you three stories that AEW has told masterfully. Yeah, but it's not across the board, though. No, but 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 I I it sounds like you're just roundly rejecting their storytelling, and I don't want you to do that. Hangman Adam Page's j- personal journey to becoming the champion, his reign as champion was largely forgettable, but the story he told, to like hitting rock bottom basically, and finally, like after all that time, achieving the goal he, that he achieved. Then you have. Um, See, I like Hangman, but I wasn't a huge fan of that story either. Like the whole him being like depressive well, and stuff for too long. Like it was just a bit. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to meet me in the alley then, sir. We're gonna have to fight. <laughs> We're gonna have, <laughs> have to have a fight. I, apparently, I need to get my public enemy shirt and be a referee because they 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 about to go to the backyard and it's about to be on. I'm gonna um, use my homie's term and I'm gonna get bango after banger. <laughs> exactly. Um, and then, I mean, like it or not, the story they, they told all that all that time Britt Baker was champion. I mean, that's good I mean, storytelling. You know, that's in-your-face heel work, and, you know, she had a posse around her. What was that, Katie? Didn't that involve Big Swole? No. So, this, is, this is after all that. Oh, okay. okay. Britt Baker, yeah. You know what, though? The, the main thing is, though, at the same time, I think a lot of the good stories that do come through come from the uh, wrestlers more than anything, which isn't a bad thing because they're given the freedom. But at the same time, the people that probably should, you know, um, that would probably benefit a bit more from more scripts or, you know, more ideas given to them and not as creative, because some people aren't. I mean, um, Isaac will really... back me up on this. I've said so many times on this show, like, you know, what would you do to fix X, you know? Yeah. If I'm booking it, I sit down with you as a talent. And the first thing I ask you is, what kind of a story do you want to tell? Yeah. I shouldn't be the one having to write your promos and all this. stuff. I'll give you notes. I'll help you. I'll get you with people that can help you. I'll put you with a William Regal. I'll put you with a Paul Heyman if that's what you want to do to help you with your confidence, help you with your aura and your persona and your delivery and all that stuff. But part of wrestling has always been the performance. There's got to be a story that you're trying to do. You know, that's why people like Orange Cassidy are so successful. They found a niche and they're, you know, inhabiting it. Roman Reigns has found a niche and he's inhabiting it. Sami Zayn, same thing. You know, the list goes on and on about the performers that get it, that know yeah. what they're doing. And sometimes it takes a couple of years. Sometimes it takes 10, 15, 20 years to get it. Um, I, think that's I would the main try thing to do that with everybody. 
that yeah. to me is probably the main thing that has improved with AEW is that there are a few more people getting to that point. Um, such as Owens Cassidy, which is a shocking one. I never would have thought it, but it hasn't got old at all. He's still keeps finding ways to make it entertaining. Right. And that's just, you know. But, but, but then my thing is when you have people that clearly – clearly are so naturally gifted at that on their own, like Miro and Eddie Kingston. Those are the two that I keep coming back to. Mm-hmm. To say that you don't have anything for them is criminal. Yeah. You know, and now Eddie Kingston's off to uh, Ring of Honor, you know, mm. um, and I don't know what's happening with Miro. So that's that's like my big rambling treatise about it and there's there's other things that i'll give them credit for later on you know after i hear more from you guys but it's but i think it's a glut of talent and there's only so many hours of tv that you have and then they're kind of running stipulations and and things like that into the ground so they don't feel special anymore you know um like the lights out matches, for example, they don't. Mm. They used to feel special. Now they don't. You know, when Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker had theirs on St. Patrick's Day, twenty twenty one, I think it was. I mean, that was special. That was a moment. That was a career making moment for both of them. Um. So Isaac, you look like you want to get in there. Go ahead, bud. Yeah, let me um, be everything that you said. It's true and factual and valid. Let me just start off there. Katie, what you said is true, factual, and valid. I was going to bring to light some of the things you guys talked about. You know, they, we, what are you doing with Amira? What are you doing with the Keith Lee? Jay Cargo, we already mentioned that, you know, she's being protected. Um, I bring up the question of, you know, maybe it's too much for Tony Khan when he bought um, that other. He bought the other company, and he doesn't have enough time to make valid storylines for everything. Plus, at the same time, he got a whole new set of players that he doesn't really know what to do with. That might be a little bit too much for him to think about. And have on his mind and say, you know what? Oh my God, I've got this person. I got this person. I got this person. This person's developing the right way. This person is doing what I need them to do. Here's this- a sidebar question, really quick, Isaac. Not to cut you off. I'm sorry about that. No, go ahead. I'm sure if we racked our brains, we could come up with all the people that are writing for WWE or producing for WWE. Who's doing that for AEW? Because I, 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 we're, I, I feel like we're like pitting it all on Tony. Because I think it is all Tony. Yeah, like still a creative wise, I think it is. I think that I think Tony is still running all of it, if I'm not mistaken. And I could totally be a hundred percent wrong, but you know, he. I think the fact that he wants to be have his hand every single solitary thing. And he wants to micromanage everything. Mm. Very similar to Vince. Um, it's kind of it's tough for him right now because he doesn't have the experience that Vince has. Um, Vince was a yes, was a creative genius and all that great stuff. And Vince never slept. But Tony's also, you know, got a lot of other things on his plate on um, on his plate that he has to handle. And at the same time. You know, he has to review everything. You know, he got, I remember a couple months ago when the Acclaim said some stuff on their intro, and he was like, okay, you got to, this, I mean, you guys push the buttons, but, and I'm glad mm-hmm. that you do, but this one time you went a little too far. I'm going to have to review everything you say before you say it. Um, and micromanaging everything, and that might which be- brings into question some of the stuff they have got away with saying since then yeah. as well. Yeah. I mean, that's I mean, some of the stuff I'm just like, oh, and mm. the, thing, the only the better thing about that is, is that they're sitting here saying stuff that's completely relevant in that moment. I mm. mean, like something that they mentioned literally just happened yesterday. 
you know, which happened a couple hours ago. Or, you know, they sit there and they just go at it and you're like, did he just, did he just say that? Now, according to Wikipedia. Go ahead. So take this with a grain of salt. AEW has three coaches slash producers. Oh, coaches. Only three. Because it says coaches with the word producers in parentheses. Would that be like uh, Dean Malenko being one? Dean Malenko, BJ Whitmer, and Jerry Lynn. And would was that what um, Axel Steele, whatever his name was? Um, Comment. I feel like he was he one of those. not on the list anymore. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, now, they do have corporate staff listed, too. Mega. Um, apparently, the Young Bucks' dad is a talent development coach. Well, I suppose he did develop like two of the main talents in there. So, and I, and I'm not, I didn't bring this up to make fun of it. And if this is the same Kevin Sullivan that's listed as a vice president, that's kind of huge because Kevin Sullivan, we know the mind he's had for the business. I don't think he is the same one. I'm sure I've heard that on the Jim Cornette podcast. Okay, so it's a different Kevin Sullivan. Yeah, I think so. But here's here's the point that I'm trying to make. You have a lot of people that have a lot of experience in the business, in that building, that you can pick from the mind trip. You got Taz sitting right there at the announce table. Yeah. Jericho, who we all know is, you know, a wizard. But he also Ryan has... Danielson. Hmm? JR? You have yeah. all these minds. Literally. Big show, Mark Henry. And for well. all we know... And, and, and gang, here, here's the bottom line. And by the way, you're here on Wrestling With Egos, your source for wrestling infotainment. We thank you for taking time out of your busy week um, to spend some time with us. It's much appreciated. We love you. I'm not saying that they don't know how to run a wrestling promotion. They wouldn't still be on TV if that was the case. They, they, they would have, you know... They would have said, okay, guys, this isn't working out. We're going to, you know, do something else or we're going to do whatever. But it's not got the same sizzle that it had last summer. Yeah. And I feel like, to an extent, they're still trying to recover from all the all-out shenanigans and, and, the, mm-hmm. and the fallout from that. I agree. Yeah, um, I was just thinking about that. You know. Because now, and I can't believe I'm about to say that. Well, yeah, I can't believe I'm about to say this because we all shared our feelings about everything when that all went down, how we felt about Punk, how we felt about Omega and the Bucks and, and, and that sort of thing. There's some speculation about what could happen at the end of the Iron Man match. Mm-hmm. And a certain individual who could rear his head. I personally feel if that's the case, then if he does come back, then will he not be doing something with the elite, like play into the story? Because I feel like the kind of thing Punk would do. No, aligning himself with MJF. Oh. Oh. Where he comes out, you know, he's, he screws Danielson out of, out of the pivotal fall or something like that. Um, you know, because the story they're telling, you know, to, to kind of drill in deep on that match for him, the story they're trying to tell is that MJF is a coward. He takes shortcuts. He does this. He does that. Whereas Danielson said to fight, 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 fight. If Patrick were sitting here tonight, he would tell you that heel 401 is, of course, I'm the heel champion. You should have to work your ass off and wrestle the match of your life to beat me. You're not going to beat me because I'm still going to take shortcuts. Mm-hmm. You know. So I feel like it could go one of two ways this weekend. Maybe surprise, surprise, MJF actually gives gives a wrestle. You yeah. know, that's what he did. Um, Darby Allen. Yes, thank you. you. You saw me searching. I'm like, the Darby Allen match from 2021 mm-hmm. um, was a wonderful match. It was, a, it, was, it was on our match of the year list nominees at the end of the year, as I recall, um, for that year. 
Have you was, seen that long ago? That's crazy. It, yeah. Life comes at you fast. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So that could be one way they go. You know, I haven't done, done a wrestle in a long time. So now I know I have to do it, you know. And yeah, you can still have a fall where you, you know, grab the tights or you put you put your feet on the middle rope to leverage a pinfall yeah. or something like that. But because if Danielson gets the fall like that, that would be very cool. And I wouldn't put it past him because Danielson's mm-hmm. got that acerbic edge on the microphone now. Yeah, yeah. You know, that pretty much ever since he's been in AEW, he's had. But another theory that's being floated around out there is Punk comes back and he aligns himself with MJF. You know, I'm so disappointed in you because I'm so very proud of you. Yeah, yeah. You know, that would be great. Let me let me let me throw this out as well. And maybe you guys haven't thought about this. And maybe you have. And it's not with that particular match per se. It's more with the tag battle, with the tag belts. And with the fact being that we have a group like FTR who was so good, but they also lent themselves to so many other promotions at the time that you didn't see that much storytelling with them. That's a good point. Because it was very similar to, I want to say, Ric Flair back in the 80s when you didn't see him on WCW for a couple months because he had to defend that title Mm. at at other promotions in other territories. And then when you saw him come back, it was like, oh, my God, he's back. He looks fantastic. All that great stuff. But you have, you know, you, you know, you have arguably the, the greatest tag team, you know, in the world. And they had the belts to show it. Mm-hmm. And then when else said, you know what, we want to try and keep it in house. But we know that you you guys put on a great show and you guys bring what we want. You know, you bring the recognition to our company that we really want and we thank you for it. But we want to try and keep it in house. Do you think they're going to be the mystery tag team tomorrow night? Could be. I mean, we we haven't heard that much about FTR in a while. Is there a mystery no. tag team? Huh? There's not a mystery tag team tomorrow, I don't think, is there? Or is that Orange Cassidy and uh, Dan Housen? Yeah, because they wouldn't have battled Royal. Okay. Um, but, I mean, we got to think of things such as that. You know, you have all these, you have so many things that were going on, and you have so many people that are going to New Japan and going to different promotions. Or, as we said, the forbidden door has been finally kicked in. And it was I think some- that's an offshoot of that that I didn't, you know, we, I remember when we were talking about forbidden door last year, we were like, oh, it's so great. I can't wait to see all these dream matches and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, you are an AEW contracted performer. And if you're the champs, we need you on AEW television. Or if you're, you know... You know, we saw the run that Dax Harwood specifically had last year, both as a tag partner to Cash Wheeler and as a solo wrestler. You know, the match he had with Punk, the match he had with, um, you know, the match he had with, with uh, oh, crying out loud. I can't remember the other ones. I know what you're talking about. I can't think of it right now. It was a run of like four yeah. or five because Patrick fought hard for him to be included in Male Wrestler of the Year. Right. You know, mm. and, and I, I, I cannot remember. Oh, well, he wrestled Cash in the first round of the Bret Hart uh, oh, yeah, yeah. tournament. And that was my goodness. And I mm. think that this might be an unpopular opinion, too. And this stuff is coming fast and furious now. That's why that's why you got you to keep it up on Wrestling with Egos, because you just never know. There's a danger in having too many bangers on regular television. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I never thought I would hear myself say this, but it's hard to deliver four and a half, five star matches on weekly episodic television. 
and and I think to a certain degree they've spoiled us at AEW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because when you have winter is coming on regular television, you have wonderful matches there, and you like Kanesuke Takeshita. I I just butchered his his name too. He puts out a, a four star match every week. That dude, you know, whenever mm. Ray Phoenix is out there, I mean. It, you just just pencil in the four stars right now, and we'll see if we felt we could fill in that fifth one. Um, you run the danger of being disappointed when somebody slips on a banana peel, you know, yeah, yeah. and delivers well, a stinker, you know. Um, have a three and a half star match, or not a great four star match. Right. We when WWE bought WCW, we were all sitting here thinking to ourselves. They they don't have to give us anything anymore. They don't have to they don't have to put forth the effort mm. um, unless they get some de- decent competition. Um, and we look at I mean, we look at AEW and see the matches that we want to see. We look right now and we look at WWE. We see a little bit more of the storytelling, and we want to see. Like all of them, them. I dare say that at WWE, it's fifty-fifty now. It's fifty-fifty matches and storytelling. Yeah, because yeah. you look at what you know. Yes, Bloodline, Sami Zayn, Cody Rhodes, all that stuff. And I'm really excited to see what comes of that confrontation tonight. You know that that's going to happen on SmackDown, where you know. Yeah, yeah. Either, you know, like Paul Heyman said on Monday, either Roman Reigns or either Cody Rhodes confronts the Tribal Chief or you can rest assured the Tribal Chief is going to confront Cody Rhodes. Um, and I'm interested to see, you know, what's going on with Seth Rollins and Logan Paul because that all of a sudden that's become one hell of a story too. Mm-hmm. You know, Bianca Belair is going to go into deep water WrestleMania against Asuka. Um... <laughs> You know, now you have Becky Lynch and Lita as tag champs with an assist from Trish Stratus. I'm sorry, can, can we also point out as well, Omos versus Brock Lesnar. Thank you for pointing that out. Moving I, right along. I'm not going to touch that. We're uh, not, we're I not. am so interested in that match. I'm so not. Tell you what, you can be our field reporter for that match. We'll send you to SoFi, okay. and when that, it's time for that match, you can be ringside. You can take your little pictures with your little camera. And you can, you know, write your little notes, your little scribbles, and we will give you 41 seconds on the post-WrestleMania episode of Wrestling with Egos, and that's all you get. You, you, you better come correct. There's a very good chance that that could be longer than the match itself. You better. That's a fair point. That's, that's mm. you know. I mean, um, I better bring it. But with AEW, the percentage is skewed way towards the match quality. It's almost like 85-15, and even that might be be being charitable. It might be closer to 95-5 at this point, because, you know, I mean, there's just... And it's amazing how the pendulum has swung back in that direction from even last fall. There's a lot of little bits to it as well that I think doesn't help with AEW that they've just not really sorted out. Like in England, for example, or in Britain, um, you can't watch it like live unless you pay like for the fight thing. I think you can get that here, but on actual TV, it's not on until two days after until the Friday, and it used to be like four or five days after. So that's the, that's it gotten better as well. What and kind no of TV packages do you have over there? Oh, well, this is on uh, ITV. Forgive my ignorance, but... Uh, no, it's uh, we it's on ITV here, which is, like, on everything. So it's on, um, you know, like, Freeview and on your basic cable and stuff. But, but you don't get to see it, like, on a Wednesday, for example. You have to wait till Friday to actually get an episode released. Yeah, yeah. So naturally, I watch it online on totally legal websites. Crap on a cracker. I know. So that's just one of the many things, you know, like, so that's a big market right there. There needs to be an uprising or something. You need to make some signs and and, and walk up and down the streets demanding. 
unfortunately, English people are very chilled. We keep calm and carry on. It's it's a real thing. It's been drilled into us. <laughs> we didn't even protest for the uh, pandemic or anything. We just it's like, oh. funny you mentioned keep calm and carry on because uh, the background, the desktop background of my school laptop, hmm. it's keep calm and believe in Balor Club. <laughs> still to this day it says keep calm and believe in Balor Club because I was at a school event the other night for last weekend and I needed to use my laptop for it and I powered it up and some of the parents are like what is that what does that mean what is Balor Club so I had to explain to them really quick while I was bringing up uh, the bingo board that we were using I'm like it's Finn Balor he's a wrestler He's a good wrestler too. I oh, so, sort of said Ballet Club was like a um, a new version of Mensa that was coming out or something. Well, yeah, you know. So I said that's his, you know. And I didn't give them the history of Bullet Club, or else I would have been there for like twenty years, you know. It all started in two thousand five with Prince Devon, and just you know, not that. Even um, I don't know the history of that. But no, I had no idea that that's how it got delivered to you guys. So, yeah, yeah. On, on on behalf of the TV agreement, I, I apologize. I, <laughs> that sucks. Thank you. The, the apology from you two is now. What, what about wanted. what about because you said fight? So you you if, if like if you wanted to buy Revolution tomorrow night, could you do that and watch it as it happens? Or uh, you can do that on the um on like the cable and stuff for like okay. fourteen ninety nine. I don't know what the equivalent to that would be in dollars. So. Pound going up and down all the time. Stock market kicking. I want to say it's like forty or forty-five dollars. That was a big selling point um, for the Lovebird to allow me to purchase the network subscription. Mm. Because we used to, you know, Isaac will uh, attest this. We used to, you know, have the parties at my house for the big four pay-per-views, and that was forty dollars, fifty dollars a pop to like purchase that. You know, so when I, 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 that was the main selling point. I'm like, look, if I, if I subscribe to the network, I get all the events as part of this mm-hmm. for $9.99 a month. It's a much better she deal. Goes, so that means you're not going to, and there's not going to be a $50 charge on her cable bill every four times a year. And I'm like, mm. no, because this was back when we still had cable service and all that. Mm. You know, now, now we have YouTube TV, um, you know, which, which is, is great. Uh, what is that? Is that like a cable service from YouTube or? Yes, it's oh. every every station you could ever imagine. It's got unlimited DVR space, and it you can sort your channels by most watched and all that kind of stuff. And you know, never heard of that. Um, it's it's really slick, and 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 it lends itself to smart TVs. Hmm. You know the the interface and all that. So. The only um, American cable network I really know or have watched at any point is the cock. Yeah, yes. Um, is there anything else AEW related or Revolution specifically related since it is tomorrow night that you all are looking forward to seeing that's not the main event? Texas Deathmatch. That's gonna be we see. Are, and is the reason for that so they can finally, you know, put the feud to bed? Or do you just want to see, like, how grisly it gets? Both. I'm, I'm here for both. It's been one of the few. Like I said, like, AEW does have a few decent storylines. It normally has a couple running along. Like, right now, the decent storylines for me are Hangman and Moxley. And um, Danielson and MJF, I'm a fan of that, too. Could have been better. But, you know, this is AEW, so... Yeah, I, I I still can't believe that the uh, Gun Club has the tag championships right now. I, I, that that drove me <laughs> nuts. Do you think now we retain tomorrow? Yes. Well, because fatal four ways usually are designed to protect the champions, right? Possibly. It's a the way I look at it is they're new, they're a fresh team. And they've had, you know, they claimed, you know, have put on some bangers after bangers after bangers. And it's their time to sit here and now 
just like when it comes to you finally winning the title, it's your job, it's everyone else's job to make you look good. And they're going to retain the titles. They're not going to lose them that quickly. I mean, it's not going to be a Kofi Kingston, um, Brock Lesnar thing where the first time that um, Kofi gets the belt and he defends it against Brock Lesnar, he loses it in 20 seconds. He's pretty dominant against everyone else, at least, though. You know, it was just, you know, it's going to be a little bit more than that. Mm. And you start winning, you start winning matches, like four-way matches and stuff like that, and everyone else makes you look good. The one that I'm interested in is Samoa Joe and Wardlow. Ah, okay. Because I want to see if they're going to properly book Wardlow now as an unstoppable force. Because Joe, Joe is at the point now in his career where he is good for short bursts of, of energy, you know, and these these little tiny runs as champion. You know, he's the king. He's the champion of all television right now, and, and you know that's great. But I feel like this is a chance to kind of fix Wardlow. Yeah. And I mean, it's, it's, I, Wardlow is kind of damaged by the fact, that, you know, by everything that happened with MJF last year and the ascendancy to becoming the champion and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I think he'll definitely win Wardlow because Mojo, realistically, like you said, because he's older now, he can't go as much or as frequently. It's probably a better way to put it. Um you're going to be focusing more on... Can you imagine DNA era Samoa Joe and AEW right now? Oh, God. <laughs> Wrap your head around that for a moment. I mean, that he would run roughshod. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Angling there with them. The wrestling machine. Yeah. Peak, peak level of painkillers. That's the real Kurt Angle. Well, not the real Kurt Angle, actually. I'll just take that one back. <laughs> Man. It's real. It's damn real. Yeah, we know that. Um, the match I'm actually kind of waiting to see is the women's match. Jamie Hayter, Ruby Soho, and um, Soraya. I'm waiting to see that. Hmm. I'm not really concerned about the other stuff. I mean, even though Daniel, you know, Daniel Bryan and MJF going an hour is going to be interesting, but... That's just for me. Personally. And you think I and you think I would love that one because I'm all about an Iron Man match. I mean, I, I that's my favorite stipulation, you know, because I was, you know, the 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 obviously the trip. Uh, Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart was the first one I ever remember seeing at WrestleMania 12. Um, but it's a challenge to get people to pay attention for an hour, and at the end that, of a long pay per view as well. Yes, so. They've got to make sure there's a story told and not just, okay, there's a fall. Okay, here's another fall. Okay, now it's, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so. I wonder how many matches there are in total on the cards. There's like six or seven announced. Because mm-hmm. it's Joe and Wardlow, Danielson and MJF, the four-way tag, the women's championship is four. I think House of Black versus the Elite. I'm actually looking forward to that. I think that will be a good match. It's five. Um, Jericho versus um, Ricky Starks and JAS is banned from ringside. Oh, I forgot about that, yeah. Quote, air quotes, banned from ringside. Mm. Um, so that's six. And then I'm probably missing an undercard match involving somebody. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. No, eight. Okay. Oh, Christian Cage and Jungle Boy. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That one that one should be put to bed finally. I I, I Christian's I, another one. I mean it, it Jungle Boy needs to be have the rocket strapped to him now. You know, if you're one of the four pillars you need to have that rocket strapped. You need to be moving up, up, up the food chain a little bit more. Um, so you need to be freeing yourself from Luchasaurus and Christian Cage and you know stuff like that. I think they may have had some, the builders in and had some scaffolding put up and replaced one of those pillars with someone else. To be honest, but I don't know if I don't uh, know if that big bushy uh, hair is still on there. 
You're not a you're not a Jungle Boy Jack Perry fan. It's not that. I know I like him. I'm a fan of him. Um, it just I don't know. There's something missing. Still, he's a bit young. I, he just doesn't feel the same level as quite the other ones. Like, not that I don't like him. It's just I don't know. I think he needs to maybe drop the Jungle Boy stuff as much. True. You know, Something like that. I don't know what maybe it is. A, but... Maybe a haircut and regular gear and stuff like that, and just oh, like yeah, keep hair. keep the hair, man. The hair's amazing. That's a that's a wonderful that hair. Sure. Isaac, I recall from the pre-show meeting that you had one other thing you wanted to assert before we head off into the sunset for the weekend. Oh uh, yes, one thing I really want to talk about is WWE has been doing um, specials on A and E, which they have. Which they've done in the past, um, where they interviewed certain people. Um, they also do a rival show, um, and they also do a uh, show where they go back and um, try to acquire certain things, um, whether it be gear or robes or things such as that nature. This weekend is about um, specific. Last week was about the NWA. Um, this week is about China, um, and specifically for me, it's um, a very sensitive subject because if you know the story of her, she was built as a knife wonder of the world and came in and ran roughshod over the entire WWE. Um, she was built up as basically almost indestructible. She was tough as nails, so on and so forth. Um, and then... You know, things happen to her um, mentally, physically, emotionally. And we also know that some th- backstage things happen as well, um, where basically she got shafted. Um, you can sit here, we can talk about it back and forth and say, well, this, that, and the third. Basically, long story short, is that Triple H and Stephanie are now married while Triple H. Whether he, at the time, was in the process of breaking up with China, um, they broke up, and her career went in the toilet. Um, and she wasn't able to basically successfully um, maintain um, a decent living. Um, she went, she went to the porn industry, um, and um, she was shunned, and she wasn't going to get into the Hall of Fame. Um, the problem that I have with that is that you have somebody like X-Pac who is beloved by Triple H in the Hall of Fame on a couple of different occasions, um, who was on one of the tapes, um, and she's still being, and he's, he's beloved, but China, who got shafted because of Stephanie and will always be shafted because she's still in the company or in some way, shape or form associated with the company um didn't get the um didn't get what she deserved and it was wrong and she passed away before getting any redemption and it's unfortunate so i'm willing kind of iffy to see how they how they put it as to she destroyed herself it was all her own doing and not mentioning the fact that you know stephanie has something to do with it um that part's gonna get me upset pretty much i'm pretty sure and we're gonna sit here and not act like it didn't happen or try to rewrite history it's the same thing for me as when we sit here and we rewrite history when it comes to edge and make him like the golden child edge had some edge had some things going on when he was with Lita and Matt Hardy and that whole situation, and he was married at the time. We don't sit here and shun him. We look at Edge right now as, oh, whatever, Matt Hardy got shafted. And then came back to the company to work with Edge and have that thrown in his face every single night. Matt Hardy's a better person than me. Um, But at the same time, Things like that are going to be rewritten and we're going to rewrite history. And it's real easy to sit here and say this happened if the other person is no longer with us and no one else's opinion gets to that screen. And 
to a certain degree, I think that's wrong. That's I mean, it. yeah, yeah, in general, it is. Um, I slightly disagree with some of the things. Just well, not not disagree. Sorry, I've heard like different um, bits to it as well. Um, like, well, to be fair, after um, she did uh, break up, like, but that was before like the Eddie Guerrero storylines and all that, wasn't it? She she had a she, bit of time like afterwards still. She got she got she got blamed a lot for that. And then you know, as much as they promoted Playboy. Oh yeah, yeah. Not just and not just for her, but for many of the females. Sable, you can see her and go there. Tori you Wilson. Know. Huh? Tori Wilson. Yeah, I mean, I, to be fair, I don't know if Playboy is the same as like porn, but I swear I remember hearing that point before. And there's somebody else that's in, um, actually, X Park, like you said, in literally one of the same videos, and he's in the Hall of Fame. So, yeah, that kind of is a new point. But didn't she um, also try and ask for like a million? I don't know if it was a million, but it was like stone cold level of um, money for the contract. I mean, you could argue that's her advocating for herself and the, the kind of a draw she was, because she was definitely a draw. Oh, I mean, yeah, there's, there's advocating. That's advocating too much, so. Yeah. Like, not true. Nobody else was on a Stone Cold level. A Stone Cold, at that point, you know, was on, like, a whole other thing. But at the same time, though, from what I've heard, she was also not treated particularly great backstage anyway because of, like you said, the Stephanie stuff. Or whoever it was. I don't know if I... They, they killed her for both in and out of the room mm. the rest of her life. And that, and they won't sit there and they won't mention that. They'll say she did it all to herself. We all know that ain't true. That's all I'm saying. Nah, well, yeah. ladies and gentlemen, the music is playing and the road to WrestleMania is fast approaching. Uh, it's going to be another month or so uh, before the two-night premium live event, April 1st and 2nd, emanating from SoFi Stadium uh, in Los Angeles, California. Um, we are excited. We hope you will make us a part of your journey towards WrestleMania. Um, big thanks to KD. Big thanks to Isaac for running the show tonight. Um, thank you, as always, for making Wrestling with Egos a part of your wrestling week. Remember... You can catch us on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple, Google, YouTube, Amazon, and Anchor. Make sure you like us, subscribe to us so you get the notifications. when We have a new episode dropping, or new content dropping. Leave that five-star review, um, and your feedback, as always, makes us better. Uh, some very interesting topics coming up over the next several weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, not all of them are WrestleMania related, but we will be, uh, you know, there's going to be another crappy match or two that we're going to do a watch along for because that episode was very well received with Hogan Warrior. Um, so thank you for that. Um, <clears throat> we got to come up with a way to get a little trivia challenge going with KD. I got to come up with uh, some trivia to moderate between the three of you. Um, oh, trivia. Oh, okay. Yeah. As long as it's like post. Um, I don't know, like ninety-seven. Uh, you can't, you can't. Uh, re- this isn't Jeopardy. You can't pick a category. You got a it's dealer's choice on wrestling with egos. So I, I was not on this. <laughs> Doesn't matter. You got You guys talk about being students of the uh, game. I am the game, Jr. <laughs> um. So for KD, for Isaac, oh. this. Yes. And we should have the return of Patty next week as well, shouldn't we? We should what? Have the return of Patty next week? Yes. Patrick is slated to join us again next week. He's been taking a couple weeks off, uh, you know, to attend to some things, and we uh, send him much love. Um, until we meet again, this is Wrestling with Egos. In conversation like this, where we take AEW to task, you know, hey, AEW, be better, are why we love professional wrestling. What we do.